The men in Salem need some release. They need to be stopped. Hello, loyal listeners and viewers alike. Sadly, this is the last episode of October. Yeah, I'm so sad. I feel like it it went so quick. It's horrible. It just like slipped through slipped through our fingers. I know. I've been watching a lot, a lot, a lot of Halloween movies as of late. I've actually been dabbling a little bit more in like the scary movie mm-hmm. world because that's not something I usually do. But I feel like I really went hard at like the campy movies at the beginning of October. Yeah. And now I'm starting to watch some scary stuff. So, like I watched Scream 1 and 2. Ugh, amazing. I watched Hush. It's great. I watched Insidious 2, which was bad. Today I started watching Haunting of Hill House. How have you liked it, like, so far? So far? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like it. It's a little bit slow, but because it's, like, a series, I think there's just, like, a longer build. Definitely. But things are starting to happen. I'm intrigued to see where it goes. And then I'm really excited to watch uh, Haunting of Bly Manor because I feel like everybody's talking about it. Yeah, so. everyone is. I've seen that advertised so many places. Like, every time yeah. I'm streaming something, I'm like, okay, we get it. Yeah. You want me to watch it? I understand. <laughs> Yeah, and I I did see that they're um they're doing another Scream movie. Wow, I haven't seen any of the sequels in their entirety, but I watched mm. the original. Yeah, I don't know, maybe it was this year, but a while ago, and I loved it. It's so good. Yeah, I had never seen it before, and I do feel like I need to rescind what I said uh, last week in the craft episode. <gasps> oh my god! Where I was like, oh, I don't know if like young Skeet really does it for me. Like, I think I like him better old. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that was incorrect. Uh, I will take him any way he comes. Yeah. But oh my God, he's so hot in Scream. Even, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Scream, just like skip past this part. But even when he's like covered in blood, he's fully a psycho killer. I was still kind of like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh my God. I oh my God. Let me put I'm on I'm so shy. Yeah, I literally. <laughs> Let me make myself decent. Um, yeah. An underrated hottie, Matthew Lillard, also in that film. Oh, yeah. Just he was so doing good. the most. Doing yeah. the most out there. I would say, honestly, yeah. the weakest performance is like Neve Campbell's. And that's yeah. an amazing performance still. Yeah. Like very good for Definitely. the um, role. Yeah. Uh, I think that as, like, they go on, they kind of go a little bit more into, they, like, lean into the parody aspect of it and gets a little more ridiculous and, like, campy. But I thought it struck, like, such a great balance between camp and fun and, like, actual scary stuff. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the, actually, no, maybe I'm wrong. I was going to say it's one of the first slasher movies, but it's, like, really not because the slasher movie started in the 70s, but Mm. it is... One of God, I I can't say this because film people are gonna come <laughs> after me. I was gonna say it's like one of the first jump scare um oh. heavy films, but maybe I'm wrong about that too. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not super versed in like the horror movie genre, mm-hmm. but yeah, maybe we should do Scream next Halloween. Oh yeah, add it to the roster. That would be great. I was gonna say I was talking to Phil. We went to a Halloween costume place today, and I was like, okay. Like, we have to solidify a costume. Yeah. And one of the ones we were thinking of was 
scream like like the mask and all the stuff mm. and i would be courtney cox oh nice so like a microphone and everything and like a blazer i love it yeah but then mm-hmm. what we officially landed on and i can say this because this will come out later on mm-hmm. i have decided or rather we have decided to be grimes and elon musk <laughs> at the met gala oh my god yes she's wearing like silver right it's like a white corset but it's it has like adorned with like crystal or whatever the fuck right right, right. and it it goes into like a black high low tulle skirt um and she has these like glove at situations like yeah yeah, yeah. like not gloves but they're like on her arms like it's all it's a very Mm. goth look and he's pretty much just wearing like what a priest would wear except it's white on the Mm. top instead right um yeah and he has a little tesla pin and she has like this metal necklace that literally looks like the tesla logo like i'm pretty sure it is wow but it could be just a metal necklace um are you gonna have like a little baby doll for whatever the fuck that baby's name is oh yeah 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 he called me on the train like spontaneously i thought i'd forgotten something and he was literally like you should be carrying like a mangled like alien baby for this costume yeah and i was like that's so good he told me to look at the baby from eraser head oh my god yeah it's like it's not human like i don't think i should do because i think it'll confuse people it would require some explanation probably i want to do like a similar thing like a swaddled situation mm. with like a yeah. a creepy alien head or something like mm. that maybe i'll paper mache something <laughs> i hope that somebody walks in on you paper macheing like an alien baby and like stop looking at me oh man i don't know if i'm gonna dress up for helen i don't even know if i'm gonna do anything because like everything's closed you should hang with clarice and yeah i know that we had talked about like just hanging out and like dressing up and like watching movies mm-hmm. or something We'll see how it how like the numbers COVID wise goes. Yeah. And um what's safe to do. Yeah. But I have just been reaping the benefits of all of the Halloween candy being super cheap oh right my now. God. I got some more Reese's pumpkins. I got some blow I pops. Mm-hmm. I bought some candy yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar. It looks like pebbles. Mm, yes. So they I are love chocolate. Those. Yes. Yes. Oh my yeah. fucking god incredible (laughs) incredible yeah chocolate and like a hard candy but it's not even like a hard like hard candy shell it's just a like it's a superior m&m yes yeah (laughs) now that we're all riled up from uh halloween talk yeah we have a review that we get to talk about this week oh we do yeah from a sagittarius apparently Mm -hmm. allegedly yes i don't know who the sag is sagittarius j if you're out there if you're listening, DM us. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. We have chosen a song for you. It's about empowerment. It's about mm-hmm. embracing yourself. It is in She's the Man. Yes. Christina, name that song. We have chosen the banger Move Along by All American Rejects. Hell yes. I love this song. I was listening to it the other day. It's great for when you're walking down the street. I did feel like I was in a movie, mm-hmm. so I can attest that it is a, the perfect montage song. It's been tested, yeah. Yeah, so I hope that you, you know, pop in your headphones, go take a walk, mm-hmm. listen to Move Along today. Yeah, you deserve it. Yeah. You deserve to feel good today. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for the great review. We appreciate it so much. If you would like a shout out in our next episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and we will 
shout you out. We will pick a song to play in the 2000s movie montage of your life. It's a great time. Yes. And if you want to just DM us some movies you like, DM us some yeah. info about yourself, comment on our photos, unrelated, like our photos, yeah. unrelated, <laughs> share our posts. Engage with our content. Yes. Engage, engage. <laughs> All right. Shall we dive into our final Spooktober film? I think we must. The gravitas yeah. of the performances mm-hmm. in this movie. Impeccable. Impeccable. Simply incredible. We knew that we had to do this movie this season mm-hmm. and that it had to be our last one because we wanted to end on like a grand the finale. Of exactly. Today we are rounding it off with 1993's classic <laughs> Disney film. Hocus Pocus. Wow. I know that there are these performers in life like Cher, Madonna, Lady Gaga, who you see Mm -hmm. perform and you're like speechless. You don't – there's nothing that needs to be said. Exactly. Bette Midler, the woman, is made (laughs) to perform. Yeah. Her whole characterization – it is like embodied. It is there in mind, body, spirit. And like yes. this singing performance that she has in this film. I'll never get over it. I will never get over it. It feels like it was a candid moment where Bette was like, mm, I just want to try an acting exercise to really like get into it. <laughs> and they were like, we have to keep it in. Go for it. You do your thing. We'll follow you. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> they, the first day of filming, they take Bette's script. They burn it and say, do what you yeah. will. Do what you yeah. wish. Exactly. She's incredible. When people say, like, commit to the bit, uh, this is the case study for it. Because I have never seen a performance so fully embodied. I don't know how she wasn't nominated for this film. That's a crime. That's a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my Yikes. God. Okay. Um, <laughs> have you seen her perform in person? No. Okay. She was in Hello, Dolly. Yeah. I saw it with Bernadette, though. I didn't see it with Bette. Mm-hmm. I want to see clips of her performing. Yeah, I can only imagine that she is electric on stage. Simply magnetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This is verbatim what I wrote. A fucking classic, like wine, gets better with age. Yeah, it's currently like in like the top of the box office, this movie. It's incredible. Like today because like theaters are showing it or like, I don't know how it's measured now with like streaming metrics and whatnot. Yeah. But it's like in the top of the box office. Wow. Because what we need now more than ever is Hocus Hocus Pocus. Pocus. Additionally, Kenny Ortega. I, (laughs) when I tell you I gasped when I saw his name come on screen, I did not know he directed this movie. I did not know that. I literally... (laughs) Went in blind. You would think we did research on it. We did it. (laughs) No. Not done. And I was like, is there anything this man can't do? Um, I don't know, Christina, can he choreograph the 29th Olympic Winter Games opening ceremony? Literally. Can he? I'm just... He did it. I'm blown away once again by Kenny Ortega. He takes my breath away. He really does. Someone asked the other day, I was at a bonfire, and they were like, who or sorry what movie has the best dance scene of all time and someone was like talking about like footloose and then someone mentioned like this is it the michael jackson movie and i was like do you know who yeah. directed that movie are you aware of who directed that movie kenny ortega the same man that directed hocus pocus and high school musical okay yeah and mm-hmm. the 28th olympic winter games opening <laughs> ceremony so check yourself Check yourself. Yeah. 
I love that you are becoming like an encyclopedia on Kenny Ortega's <laughs> career. <laughs> oh my god. Like Phil can name like classic yeah. films, like so many actions. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like a pop culture <laughs> encyclopedia. Oh, yeah. I become like the antithesis to everything mm-hmm. that he stands for. Yeah. Yin and yang. You gotta have some balance, you know? But yeah, Kenny does an incredible job because this movie is great. Uh, We also have some Sarah Jessica Parker Mm -hmm. action. She's incredible. Thora Birch, Indie Darling. It always makes me, I feel like insane whenever I see a kid. Like you see them in one movie and they're an adult and you see them Mm -hmm. in another movie and they're a kid. And you're like, how old are they? When were you born? Mm. Yeah. Thora Birch, Ghost World, American Mm -hmm. Beauty. We're talking what else happened in that time period. Oh, they're in Parenthood. Oh. Wow. The point is, she's an indie darling. Didn't expect her to be a sassy little tyke in Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I never knew that that was her. We mm. also have Doug Jones as Billy Butcherson. Bro, mm-hmm. this guy was the fish in the shape of water. In the shape I of can't. water. The Oscar nominated. <laughs> Did it win Oscars? It must have. Yeah, it won. Yeah, it won Best Picture, I'm pretty sure. Holy shit. Guys, crazy town. Star studded. I'm telling you. Underrated. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like Hocus Pocus is pretty highly rated. Like, I feel like it doesn't have enough critical acclaim. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Shall we give the people what they want? One last time. Let's do it. <laughs> so, opening of the film, we have. A little montage. We see this old storybook filled with God knows what. There's a witch flying around the sky on a broom. We see this like old England, not old England, old New England town. (laughs) There's an old. It's the bubonic plague. (laughs) And, you know, we just see the star studded cast names popping up on the screen, getting you hyped Mm -hmm. for what is about to be an incredible film. Yes. In old New England, there is a young boy sleeping on a bed of hay. No, it's it's a bed, but I would assume there's hay inside of it. Yeah. Zachary Banks. Okay, he wakes up and he's like, Emily, Emily. And she's nowhere to be found. He checks with the neighbor. Elijah is like, I haven't seen her either. But there's this wicked pink glow coming up from the woods. And he sees Emily heading towards the witches. Mm-mm-mm. So he tells Elijah to summon the elders and runs after his sister, falling on his ass as he's booking it through the woods. He then comes upon the witch's house and sees Emily being like beckoned into their cottage. And then he sneaks on over to the window and like peeks through. Emily sees him and the witches notice like something is amiss outside. So they go and check, but he's hiding. They don't see him and they go back inside. Inside their cottage, the sisters are casting some sort of spell. And Winifred, Winifred Sanderson, looks out the window and says, Oh, another glorious morning. It makes me sick. (laughs) And then she wakes up her spell book, which has this creepy little eyeball on it. And she's like, Mary, go stir the cauldron. Sarah is just literally... Oh, she is doing something, actually. She is luring the child in. (laughs) Yeah. She's super spacey. But Winifred finds her spell. They add all the ingredients to the cauldron. And meanwhile, Thackeray is climbing in through the window. And Winifred is, like, actually doing the stuff. And Mary and Sarah are kind of like her bumbling little sisters. Yeah. 
So they bite off a piece of their own tongues and drop it in the cauldron. And then they're like, ready, set, ready, steady. Let's give it to this child. (laughs) And as they're like about to force feed Emily, Thackeray yells no and he jumps down and he pours the potion all over Sarah and Mary. Winifred zaps him just as he's about to save Emily. Then we notice that unfortunately the potion did work on Emily. She got a little sip in there before mm-hmm. Thackeray jumped in. And basically this potion like brings out her life force, which the witches are like sucking into their bodies like dementors and it's making them young and beautiful again and uh sarah's like we're young and then bet midler turns around she's like well younger because she still looks middle-aged yeah so the witches are dancing around and they're talking about how they're gonna inhale the life force of all the children in salem to make themselves young and beautiful forever that sounds so dirty inhale the life force I think of literally, like, you can choose whether or not you keep this in, but after, like, expelling how a man is like, ah, like, my life force has been drained. Oh, Have you ever heard someone it, say it, that? Because I certainly have. Um, I don't think I've heard that verbatim, but it does make sense to call it life force because the sperm is in there. Damn. And that's where babies come from. If you didn't know. Yeah. So Thackeray calls them hags. He's fully like, <laughs> you are ugly hags. <laughs> and there's not enough children in the world to make you young and beautiful. I'm just going to say there's a lot of like old woman shaming in Certainly. this film. Which like, yeah, these witches are, they're not good people. But you know what? Women have value when they are over the age of 25. Mm-hmm. And let's not call them hags. Anyways, Mary then is like, oh, maybe we should barbecue him. They're like trying to see what his punishment's going to be. But Winifred is like, I have an idea. She summons her spell book over and she casts a spell on him that will make him live forever with his guilt and turns him into a black cat. While this is happening, a mob has gathered outside. The town elders, they've all gathered. They're banging on the door. The witches hide Emily, who I guess is dead now, under a blanket and, like, barricade the door. Yeah. But next scene, they're being hung. So they got him. Got him. (laughs) Literally. The (laughs) sisters are about to be hung, and Thackeray's parents are like, we're going to ask you one more time. What did you do with our son? And Winifred's like, oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know why I'm doing a southern accent. But she's like, (laughs) oh, I don't know. Cat's got my tongue. Ah. Yeah, they're just fucking laughing. And they start singing while they're in these nooses about to be hung. And it causes the spell book to turn open. And Winifred's like, On All Hallows' Eve, when the moon is round, a virgin will summon us from under the ground. And they vow to take the lives of all the children. Sisters are hung. Townspeople go home. Cat Thackeray is just mewing away, trying to, like, get his father to take him. And his dad's like, Get away, beast. I was like, Holy shit. Damn. (laughs) And Rough. no one knows what happened to Thackeray. Just MIA. Yeah. Then we cut to present day. We're in a high school. A teacher is telling the story of the Sanderson sisters mm-hmm. and how on Halloween night, a black cat still guards the Sanderson house from anyone who might try to bring them back to life. It's true. Max, meanwhile, 
our protagonist. He's like, I don't buy it. He thinks that everyone here in Salem should know that Halloween was invented by candy companies. And then Allison, classic, like, pretty popular, slightly tomboy girl in a 90s film. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's like, actually... It's based on the ancient feast called All Hallows' Eve, and it's the one night a year the dead spirits can return. And then smartass Max stands up, walks over to her desk, and he's like, in case Jimi Hendrix shows up tonight, here's my number. And everyone's like, ooh. And then one dude is like, Max, fat chance. And they're just like, yeah, you fucking virgin. Because, spoiler alert, this movie is just an hour and a half of them roasting this yeah. kid for being a virgin. <laughs> If you ever want to see some anti-virgin propaganda, just turn on Hocus Pocus. Yeah. So after school, honestly, Max has the cojones, this whole movie. Yeah. He literally has the gall, the audacity. Yeah. <laughs> he, after school, he goes up to Allison again and they chat yeah. and he's like, hi, didn't mean to embarrass you. Like, I'm Max. I'm new to Salem. He just moved here from California. And it's clear he's not really into Halloween and he doesn't believe in the sisters. And Allison definitely is on the other side of that spectrum. And yep. she gives him this piece of paper. She's like, trick or treat. And then after she walks away, he opens it up. It's the same paper that he gave her with his number. Oh, shit. Get like, fucked. You Whoa. got played. <laughs> no teenager can float this well. This is a work of fiction. Yeah, literally. So then we see some scenes of lovely New England as Max is biking uh, home. Amazing. He then decides to cut through a graveyard. Spooky. And while in the graveyard, he sees these two teens hanging out. Their names are Jay and Ernie, except Ernie's like, that's not my name. My name is Ice. And then he turns around. He has literally the word Ice shaved into his hair. Russian. Terrible. So they ask him where he's from. He says LA. And they're like, oh, tubular. And they ask him to like smoke with them. He's like, I don't smoke. Then they ask him for cash. He's like, I don't have cash. So then Jay looks down at his shoes and he's like, well, 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 what do we have here? Mm -hmm. Ice, like, asked to try them on, and they basically straight up rob him. They steal his shoes, and Max has to bike home in his socks. He's not having a good time. Awful. He's not in a good mood. Yeah, he gets home. He's pissed. He's like, I can't believe you made me move here, and <laughs> throws his jacket off and his backpack off, and then very very calmly and delicately feeds his fish. Yeah. And immediately, this is like honestly the least <laughs> believable part of the movie for me. Just yeah. like feeds yeah. his fish, immediately gets in bed and hugs his pillow and goes like, oh, Allison, you're so <laughs> soft and like makes out with it. I'm like, you just got home. You just got yeah. home. Take a take a chill to a breather, grab a snack, start your homework yeah. a little bit before you make out with your pillow. <laughs> Before you start, like, furiously jacking off to this girl yeah. into your pillow. Like, Literally. my God. And then out of nowhere, his sister bursts out of the closet and she scares him. And she's like, ooh, Allison, da-da-da. And I'm like, wow, you, you have bad vibes. Your sister yeah. has bad fucking vibes. Yeah. So Max is super pissed. And his sister, Danny, is like, oh, by the way, mom said that you have to take me trick-or-treating tonight. And he's like, absolutely not. I will not be doing that. He then starts, like, playing the drums and is ignoring her while she lists, like, why it's a bad idea for her to go trick-or-treating by herself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yes, she's a child and she could literally, like, be kidnapped 
not even by witches, just by like a regular person. A regular horrible person. Yeah, but Max is not listening. He's too into his drumming. Yeah, I would have had a crush on this kid <laughs> in high school. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so then she begs him and she's like, it'll be like the good old days. And he's like, the old days are dead. He's like so moody. I can't deal with it. So then he storms upstairs to this like loft space, I guess, that he just has in his room. Amazing very architecture cool. in this house. Yeah. Very Princess Diaries-esque. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Totally. So then Danny screams for mom, big brat energy over here. Yes. That evening, their parents are like, Danny, Max, get down here. You're going to be late. And Max is simply fed up and he doesn't even have a costume on. He has a hat and sunglasses. And they're like, what are you? And he's like, I'm a rap singer. Let's go. <laughs> That's going to be me this Halloween. So they're going trick-or-treating, going from house to house. Danny starts walking away from the latest house and then Max notices the hooligans from the graveyard max then tells danny like oh we should go this other way but danny's like no like i don't care about these dudes let's go the worst and they try and like steal her candy they're like you have to pay the toll like give us your candy the troll toll yeah literally (laughs) gotta pay the troll toll (laughs) (laughs) i'm just thinking of the song now you gotta pay the toll troll (laughs) Okay. Oh, it's for all of our uh, It's Always Sunny fans out there. Yeah. But Danny will not be paying the toll. She's like, <laughs> bad news for you. I have my big brother here with me. And Max oh, is like, God. I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> He's like, today is the day that I die. <laughs> yep. So the dudes are like, oh, yeah, like, it's the kid that we robbed earlier. They have, like, a bunch of, like, one-liners for him. They're making fun of him. Danny is, like, absolutely belligerent. She's insisting that Max, like, fights them. Oh, my God. He does not. He just, like, gives over all of his candy, and he's like, okay, let's just get out of here. And as they're walking away, I think that Ice is like, in Hollywood, the shoes fit great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He has lost... He's lost at every encounter he's had with these men. It's just the audacity of Danny to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't care about these guys because you're going to fight them. (laughs) Yeah, because you're going to go and beat the shit out of them. Oh, you thought you could fuck with me? You didn't know that. I have a big brother. Hey, big brother, fight five men. (laughs) Yeah. What, What about that? Literally. All right. So Danny is like, you should have punched him. And Max yells at Danny. He's like, just get your candy and get out of my life. And immediately she finds a hay bale to plop down on. (laughs) She's just like crying. Her tears are getting all over the pumpkins. So Max comes over and apologizes. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just want to go home. Can I have one more chance? And she forgives him. Even though she was the one in the wrong. But that's how being a big brother works. (laughs) Trust me, I stole many years worth of chicken nuggets from my brother. (laughs) Okay. So they make up. They're like having a good time now. He's like, look over there. And so something just flew over the the moon in the sky and she's looking and he scares her. And they're like, mwah, mwah, mwah. Yeah. They're all cool again. So then they get to the next house. It's this like massive 
gorgeous colonial looking home oh yeah they're like wow this place is huge these people are obviously very wealthy they knock on the door nobody answers but it's like open so they go in and i'm like you can't do that but whatever uh they see this giant bucket of candy and they start diving in when who should appear at the top of the stairs but Ah. allison in like a full like victorian gown She then comes down and, like, is chatting with them. She offers them some cider, which, for some reason, is served in, like, the tackiest, like, party city paper cups, which I have no issue with that. But it's, like, a very fancy party that's happening. People are drinking, like, champagne and they're all, like, dressed in, like, powdered wigs and stuff. And I'm like, and you chose those cups? I don't understand it. Maybe those are just for the trick-or-treaters? Maybe. I'd like to assume that because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It does not. So they're chatting. They're drinking the cider. Allison compliments Danny's costume. And Danny is like, oh, my God, I love your dress, too. And then she's like, I could never wear something like that. I don't have any, what do you call them, Max? Yabos? Bro. The audacity of this girl. And then she goes on to say, Max likes your yabos. In fact, he loves them. Awful. I would be having a nightmare if I was Max. Awful. And you wonder why he was mean to her earlier. Yeah. You were like, what? You're like, hey, my brother likes your tits. Like, what? That is insane to me that you would think that you could say that and just be like, yeah, whatever. Cool. Crazy. Yeah, Danny is on one. Mm-hmm. Danny's had too much sugar and she needs to be put to bed. Yes. But Danny and Allison start chatting about the Sanderson sisters. Apparently, Allison's mom used to work at the Sanderson Museum before it got shut down. And Max is like, oh, why don't we go? Bitch, what? Look who's on board now. So Allison's like, yeah, let me get changed. I'm like, you're wearing a Victorian <laughs> gown. Yeah. And your parents are like, cool, just go hang. Yeah, go break into a museum. Sounds good. She didn't even, I feel like Max didn't even need to do anything. They just like yeah. immediately were like, oh yeah, we're good. We're good friends. Like we're chill. We're going to yeah. hang out. This relationship is moving at a rapid pace, guys. <laughs> yes, it is. So Danny is really scared to go, but Max is like, this is the girl of my dreams. Please do this for me. And he agrees to go trick-or-treating next year as Peter and Wendy. And I'm like, you're going to regret that, but okay. So on the walk over to the Sanderson house, Allison is, you know, dropping some Sanderson facts. She <laughs> says that there are bones of a thousand children buried under the house. Insane. Extremely morbid. Um, They get to the house. It's super spooky. They like walk up these creaky old steps and they go inside it's totally dark. There's, like, cobwebs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Max uses his lighter for them to, like, find the light switch. And this cottage is just filled with Sanderson memorabilia. Yes. They look around while Thackeray, he's still around in cat form, is looking through the window. So they see Winifred's spell book. It's in, like, a glass case. And it was said to have been given to Winifred by the devil himself. And it's made from human skin nauseating incredibly morbid once again you would think that it would be in a protective oh do they break like the case or something like that yeah i think think so so. yeah there's like a lot of things not lining up yeah i'm like first of all you would have expanded the museum okay second Mm -hmm. of all there would be a better alarm system yeah third of all you would not leave abandoned 
memorabilia in a cottage. No. You would take it somewhere <laughs> to preserve. Yeah. Whatever. But we're going with it. We're going with it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Okay. So Max is like, look, the black flame candle. If lit by a virgin on Halloween night, it will raise the dead. And then he says, let's light the sucker and meet the old broads. And Thackeray jumps at Max. Yeah, not today. He literally, he, Dane's like, we gotta go. Allison's like, yes, please. But Max is like, blah, blah, blah. He lights the candle. Immediately all the lights go out. There's this strong wind that blows. The floorboards are moving around. There's green light emanating from the ground. And the furniture is moving. So great job. Mm-hmm. So Danny's like, a virgin lit the candle. <laughs> and then all like the other candles in the cottage like relight, the fireplace flames, and the Sanderson sisters return. They bust in through that front door and they're like, honey, who's home? It's us. And the kids go and hide from the witches. Uh, Sarah finds her lucky old rat tail right where she left yeah. it. Gross. disgusting winifred is like i wonder who lit the black flame candle and then wakes up her spell book and t- gets it out of the glass casing mary meanwhile is like i smell children there are children around here somewhere and then danny of her own volition pops up mm-hmm. and she's like it was me i'm the one who brought you back bro fucking idiot So the witches are like, oh, like, look at how plump this young child is. And they ask her what the year is. And they laugh about how time flies when you're dead. They, like, sit Danny down on, like, the chair that they put all the children that they fucking murder in. And Danny's, like, laughing along with them. She's like, ha, ha, ha. Like, just four gal pals hanging out. And I'm like, you know the story. Get your ass out of there. Yeah. So finally Danny's, like, gotta go but the witches try to throw her in the cauldron when max gets up to defend her winifred zaps him obviously on site and then she raises him up Mm -hmm. and allison starts beating the shit out of mary um danny uses her candy bag to hit the witches and thackeray attacks winifred and as the girls run out max climbs up to the second floor and he's like you have messed with the great and powerful max now you must suffer the burning rain of death and he's a lighter to set off the sprinklers and the witches knowing no better, like run for cover and think mm. they're going to die. So Max slips on the ground and Thackeray says, nice going. You know, Max is shook. Yeah. But he gets him to grab the spell book right before he leaves and they all run off with Danny and Allison. And obviously moments later, Winifred's like, oh, we're not burning to death. It's just water. So yeah. they run after Max. And they get to the road, and they're like, this black river is separating us. (laughs) And they try walking on it, and they're like, oh, uh, it's just a road. And then they get scared shitless by um, a fire truck. Yeah. They're learning a lot in this moment. Yes, they are. So outside, Thackeray leads them to the graveyard. It is uh, hollowed ground so that the witches can't step foot on it. Very convenient. Mm -hmm. So he then leads them to William Butcherson's grave. Billy was Winifred's old lover until she caught him with Sarah. And she decided to poison him and then sew his mouth shut with a dull needle so that he would keep her secrets even in death. Pretty wild. And then I think I'm petty. (laughs) (laughs) 
Back at the Sanderson house, the firefighters are just leaving, and Winifred thinks they're witch hunters, but she's like, guys, this is what's happening. The spell that I did only works tonight, so when the sun comes up, we will turn to dust unless we complete the potion that we were trying to do the night we were hanged, okay? Because if we do that, we will live forever, but the recipe's in the motherfucking spell book, and we do not have that book any longer. Yep. So back at the graveyard, Thackeray is telling his story and talks about how he had waited for years to die so he would, you know, be reunited with his family, but he remains immortal. So he made it his life mission to guard the Sanderson house and keep them from coming back. Except some airhead virgin decided to be stupid and light the candle, Max. Mm -hmm. And Max is like, oh, come on, it's three ancient hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? And I'm like, bad, my dude. It's going to be very bad. So Thackeray then tells Allison to stay out of the spell book because she's like trying to look inside of it because it has the most dangerous spells in it. So you do not want to be trifling with that. Max then decides that they should just light it on fire, but it's protected by magic so it doesn't burn. The Sanderson sisters fly over the graveyard on their brooms and they're laughing at the children. So Sarah flies towards them and Allison whacks her with a broom. They're starting to get into a little kerfuffle, if you will. Winnie mm -hmm. starts summoning the spell book towards her, but that great jumps on it to keep it on the ground. They exchange words. Max grabs the book. They all run. The wishes follow. Then Winifred casts a spell to bring Billy Butcherson back to life. He busts out of the grave, looking very rough. <laughs> yeah. This man looks bad. Yeah. The kids run off, and Winifred sends him after them. Billy finally catches up to the kids, and Max hits him with a tree branch. And, like, this is very funny. It's very slapstick. And mm -hmm. his head comes off. Then he slides into the old Salem crypt with Thackeray and Allison and Danny because Thackeray knows the way and it'll bring them back to the street. They're also calling Thackeray Binks at this point because that's yeah. his last name. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look too much into that. I was very confused. Mm -hmm. Billy finally gets his head back on and Winifred is like, go find the kids and bring them back to me. So the witches fly to outside of the graveyard, bounds, they land on the street, but they're too far away for Mary to be able to sniff them out. So they decide instead to just start collecting some children to snatch for their spell. Mary is then like, I have an idea. We should do a calming circle before that. So they spin around and they're like, mmm, rabid bats, black death, mummy's scorpion pie. Blech. <laughs> Then they get spooked by an approaching bus, and the bus door opens, and the driver is like, bubble, bubble, I'm in trouble. Very wild. It is This bus very driver wild. is a fucking creep. He is, like, going for it. He's like, va-va-voom, wonka-wonka, yeah. honk-honk, literally insane. Yeah. He's the horniest yeah. bus driver in all of Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're even like, oh, we need, like, children. And he's like, well, it might take me a while, but we could certainly do that. And I'm like, damn, this is some racy stuff for a Disney film. I feel like every old man that they encounter in this film flirts with them, like, incessantly. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they end up getting on this bus with this flirty, flirty bus driver, and uh, they're on their way. Yes. Meanwhile, Bill is looking for the kids in the tunnels. Binks is leading them along 
back to the street. And Sarah is on the bus driver's lap, just driving the bus. Never touched a car in her life. No. So she runs the car just straight forward, but runs over banks. Yeah. And the kids come out of this, like, manhole, and they're like, oh, my God. Like, he's fucking dead. He's fucking dead. (laughs) It's it's honestly, like, a really graphic image. You see, like, this flattened, like, roadkill cat. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. This is horrifying. But he's immortal, okay? Yeah. So he just inflates back to his normal self. And leads them away. Crazy. The trauma has ended. Yeah. My God. So they're still on the bus. And then Mary screams, stop, because she can smell the children. The sisters get off the bus. The bus driver is super sad to see them go. He wants Sarah's number, obviously. So they're on the street and they keep getting like freaked out by all these kids in costumes. Because they think that they're actual monsters or creatures or whatever. This little girl is dressed as an angel and blesses them and they like legitimately scream. So they ended up seeing a man who's dressed as the devil and they're like, oh my god, Satan, it's you. Thank goodness we found you. And they call him master. Like they start bowing down to him. And then he invites them into his house. The men in Salem need some release. They need to be stopped. (laughs) The men, every man in Salem has the audacity, okay? Yeah. Men in Salem only have one thing on their mind, and it's fucking disgusting. It is nasty, okay? <laughs> so, back on the street, the kids find a police officer, and Max explains what happened. He's like, I lit the candle, I lit it. And the cop is like, okay. Danny is like, he's a virgin. Like, confirmed virginal. He's virgin. Yeah. And the cop pulls him aside, and he's like, are you really a virgin? And Max is like, yeah. And he's like, really? And Allison is like, sir, this isn't a prank. And he's like, get lost. And the kids leave. And out yeah. of the bar that they were in front of comes this cop's girlfriend. He's literally just in a costume. Yeah. I'm like, use a little bit of your critical thinking. Mm-hmm. The costume wasn't even that good. I don't even know. He was just like on a motorcycle and they were like, look, a cop. Yeah. Ugh, kids. Look, a doctor. It's like a fucking guy vaping with like a, a lab coat on. <laughs> oh, my God. So meanwhile, back at the devil's house, um, the devil brings the sisters in. He's like, I want to introduce you to my little woman weird way to refer to your wife but okay 100 percent. yeah so they see the wife who's like sitting in like a lazy boy recliner she has curlers in and they think that he's married to medusa the wife like looks at the three sisters she's not impressed she's like why are these bitches in my house meanwhile outside of the house three little girls steal the sanderson brooms It's a crime-ridden town, Salem. Yeah. So the devil then gives the witches some candy, and Sarah's like, oh, master, like, will you dance with me, please? And he's a dirty old man, so he's like, absolutely. (laughs) So when he comes comes upon the kitchen, she's like, this is a torture chamber. And Mary is watching the TV. She's absolutely mesmerized. And then the devil... The devil's wife comes down and sees everyone dancing, and she's like, that's it. Get out of my house. Get out of my house. And Wynne is like, make me. 
bet. <laughs> and she sicks the dog on them, which is like a small little terrier. Yeah. But they leave. They're gone. And Winifred tells them nothing's real. And she takes off this child's masks to prove it. She's like, All Hallows Eve has become a time for costumes and for people to run amok. So she's caught on. She's yeah. privy now. One thing I do have to wonder about, like, this whole interlude mm-hmm. is, like, how often is this devil man bringing in random women to his home? I think that it's, like, a thing that they do. Yeah. Like, they're swingers, I would assume. It's definitely implied that they do this. That he yeah. at least brings people because he's like, look, I found these ladies. Like, And she's like, we're not doing that tonight. She's like, I already have my curlers in. Yeah. Once again, very bold for a Disney film. This whole movie is inappropriate. Like, I yeah. shouldn't have even been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, meanwhile, Max's parents have been dancing up a storm at the mayor's party that night mm-hmm. with all the other grown-ups. This party looks amazing. Yes. It looks like a ball and a half. There's, like, live music. There's a bar. Everyone's in, like, great costumes. The kids, like, bust in because they, you know, need help from their parents. So Max's dad spots, like, Max and he, like, sneaks up on him and scares him. Then he says hello to Allison. And Max is like, Dad, we don't have time for games. Like, something's wrong. And he's like, oh, my God, is Danny okay? And he's like, yeah, but Dad pulls him aside. Starts to explain. Meanwhile, Danny finds her mom who's, like, dressed as Madonna with, like, the cone bra. Yeah. It is an in-depth costume. Yes. So they all reunite. Danny, like, spills the beans. Like, they explain the whole situation to the parents. That's when the Sanderson sisters arrive. They want to find these kids. The singer of the band makes eye contact with Winifred. There's a tender moment, okay? Mm -hmm. Danny spots the witches, and they run off. Max grabs the mic from the lead singer, and he announces to everyone that everyone's kids are in danger. The Sanderson sisters have returned, and everyone laughs. They're like, no way. And he's like, look, they're right over here. Points them out. There's a spotlight immediately yeah someone's been manning the spotlight this entire time mm-hmm. and winifred's like thank you max for that wonderful introduction and bet middler just takes she takes my breath away takes the reins. she goes <laughs> she just goes into her performance there's nothing yeah. there's the world has stopped turning okay yep. danny is like everyone stop listening to her because she's actually casting a spell on the party mem- mm-hmm. party goers. Yeah, everyone's screwed. Yeah, um, I mean, how could you not listen when Bette Midler is singing, I put a spell on you? Yeah. You simply have no choice. People pay thousands. Yep. If not hundreds of dollars. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, Sarah and Mary are like her backup singers. They all like go up on stage. The kids know that it's a trap, but nobody's listening to them. Everyone is simply vibing, having a great time. Oh, yeah. Billy shows up to the party. He's finally caught up to the kids. Bette Midler finishes her performance and finishes casting the spell, telling everyone that they have to dance until they die. Yeah, it's quite intense. Mm-hmm. Outside, Max is having a little bit of a meltdown. He's like, yeah. Ugh, Allison, take Danny back to the house. Keep her safe. And Bing spots the witches. And they hide in the sally. Mary tries to sniff out the kids, but she can only smell scrod because they are behind a seafood restaurant. Yeah. So after the witches run off, Allison opens this 
oven in the in the alleyway. And um, when she emerges, she's like, I have an idea. So they lure the sisters to the school. Um, not hard to do because it reeks like children. Mm-hmm. The sisters are super excited. Once they're inside, Max uses like the intercom to like freak them out, like lead them through the hallways. And Banks comes up to them. They're about to attack him when they hear a voice coming from down the hall. They begin to follow it. And it's like a French educational like instruction tape or something. And it's coming from like a little boom box. They realize way too late that they are standing inside of a kiln. Allison and Danny lock the door and set them on fire. They're using some really big witch cliches to defeat yeah. these women right now. Yeah. And the kids are like, oh my God, we're geniuses. They're like playing outside while this green smoke just goes, um, comes up from the chimney. They're so happy. They're like, woohoo, yeah. we murdered somebody. Like, Thank God. And Banks is like, I've wanted to stop these witches for 300 years, ever since they took my sister. And Max is like, you gotta stop blaming yourself. And Thackeray is just like, cherish Danny. And Max tells Thackeray slash Banks that he's a part of the family now. They all decide to go back to the Denison household. So back at the house, you know, Max notices that his parents aren't home yet. He's like, oh, they're probably still dancing up a storm, I guess. They tuck in Danny and Banks. They're like going to sleep. And then Allison cuddles up to Max on his bed. Wild. I'm like, oh my God, this is moving so fast. In the bed, y'all. I was like, are they about to have sex right now? Like, like what <laughs> what's happening? Is this? Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the school, the witches emerge from the kiln. They do look a little bit singed, but they are still alive. Yeah. They did not die. Cut to Jay and Ernie hanging around outside being degenerate. And Jay's like, we should do something. Like, let's watch something dirty or do something. But Ernie is full of candy. He's like about to vom. Mm-hmm. And that's when Mary tries to locate Max and starts sniffing around on Ernie's shoes. And she looks up and she's like, oh, wrong boy. And they start to leave when Jay is like, it's always the ugly chicks who want us. And the witches are like, excusez-moi. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. You're done for. Yeah, so then we cut to the Sanderson house where Ice and Jay are hanging in cages. Talk shit, get hit, apparently, with the Sanderson sisters. So they're like, oh, like, we actually think you're really cute. And they're like, silence, fools. So Winifred is trying to remember the spell. She gets, like, a memory flash. And she's, like, trying to remember what it was. Oil of boil, dead man's nose. Sarah's like, oh, no, it's dead man's toes. And they're like, that's not right. Dead man's hung, dead man's chungs, like they can't figure it out. So Sarah, meanwhile, is, you know, not being helpful, twirling the cages around. Winifred is pissed because she can't remember the recipe. And she leans out the window and calls out for her book to return to her. So the book hears her call and wakes up just as Max and Allison are waking up. And she realizes it's 5 a.m. She has to go home. And Max is like, I wish you could stay. And they talk together about how they feel bad for Banks. And they're like, you know, maybe we can find a counterspell in this book. And Allison says, since the witches are dead, there's no harm in opening the book. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. Yeah. So she opens the book and she's like, nothing weird so far. Bitch, the light shining out of that house could be yeah. seen from outer space. 
So back at the Sanderson house, Mary is trying to cheer up Winifred. Winifred's like, it's the end. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. They're like saying goodbye to life. Um, Winifred's like, take me to the window so I can say one last goodbye. And that's when she notices this fucking beam of light coming from the Denison house. It's the book. So they decide to book it on over there. They don't have their regular broom, so they use like an old broom, an old mop. Uh, They couldn't find another thing, so Mary's stuck with a legitimate vacuum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they fly on over to the Denison house. Yes. Back at the Denison house, Allison's doing a little intel, and she finds out that you can um, be protected from a witch with a circle of salt. Meanwhile, the witches are booking it over there. They're on their way. So Banks jumps on the book to close it. And he's like, nothing good can come from this book. And Allison puts down the book and they get ready to leave. And Allison feels like something is up because their parents aren't home and she wants some salt for protection. Meanwhile, the witches are literally breaking into the house. They have arrived (laughs) and they're breaking in. Yeah, she's like, something's up. And I'm like, yeah, the sister is climbing through the window. So Max goes and grabs her the salt. And she jokingly is like looking at it. And she's like, oh, yeah, it says right here. It it wards off witches, zombies, and old boyfriends. And Max is like, what about new boyfriends? This is not the time, kids. Yeah. Yeah. And then they start leaning in for a kiss when they hear a noise upstairs. It's your sister dying. Yeah, literally. So they run up the stairs. The book is gone. They're like, Danny, are you okay? Pull back the covers. It's Sarah. Fully scared the shit out of me. Yeah, I was also shocked. (laughs) Yeah. So then the other two sisters bust out of the closet. They're holding Danny and Banks and the book. The situation looks bad. Yeah. So Winifred opens up the book and zaps Max on his booty allison makes a circle of salt around them and winifred is like very clever but it won't save your friend and they bust out of there with danny in tow they then fly over the town going back to the house sarah sings like come little children all the children are hypnotized they leave their houses and start really creepily walking towards the sanderson house Max tries to yell out to all the kids on the street, but they ignore him. They can't hear him. Allison then reminds Max that the candle only brought them back for one night, and unless they steal the lives of children before the sun comes up, they'll turn into dust. And Max is like, well, how are we going to make the sun come up? Like, we need a miracle. Meanwhile, Sarah rejoins her sisters, and she's like, yep, the children are on their way. Ice in his cage is like, I'm going to fucking vomit everywhere. Yeah. I find this too abhorrent. So Winifred's like, let's get the show on the road. But Danny is like, no matter what, you're going to be the ugliest bitch in the world. And Winifred is like, uh, you're going first. Yeah. So she spits the tip of her tongue into this cauldron. And they try to pry open Danny's mouth. And just as they're doing so, Max bursts and he's like, prepare to die again. The entrance is on this one. Yeah. So he's like, there's something greater than their power, and that's knowledge. And he knows something they don't. Daylight savings time. (laughs) And this bright red light shines through the window. The witches think it's the sun. They're freaking out. They fall to the ground. Meanwhile, Max and Danny get the hell out of there. Mm. Max grabs his shoes from ice. Honestly shocked that he would be like, hold on, I got to do this. (laughs) Yeah. There's a dire situation happening, but... 
can't forget my <laughs> shoes. So they get outside and, and Danny's like, I want to see the witches turn to dust. And it, Allison is literally like, get in the car. Get in the motherfucking car. Yeah. This is a hoax. Please. Yeah. Now is not the time, Danny. So the sisters are inside. They realize that the sun has not come up and they are completely fine. They're all fumbling oafs, except for Winifred. And they see that the potion was spilled in the kerfuffle, but there is one dose left. So they like pour it into a little receptacle. Winifred is dead set on giving it to Danny. Yeah. Sarah's like, we already have like two children here. We have more on the way. And she's like, I don't care. That bitch called me ugly. So I'm going to kill her. Yikes. Yeah. Winifred is very emotional about uh, this insult that Danny has hurled at her. You know, she's like, you know, I've always wanted a child and now I'll have one on toast. Classic. Bro. Classic. I'm surprised her sisters don't get mad at her for yeah. literally ruining everything because she only wanted to kill Danny. Oh, yeah. They fully would have, like, lived and survived. And then yeah. they could have killed Danny. Yeah. But she was like, no, no. We'll yeah. do it the hard way. <laughs> Max, Danny, and Allison are driving this car post-haste, getting to the graveyard when the witches appear next to the car on their broomsticks. Wynn reaches in the car to strangle Max, and he straight up punches her in the face. Okay, they pull up to the graveyard and run in. It's a high-energy scene right now. Mm -hmm. Billy attacks Max, and Max is like, go, go, go on without me. Allison and Danny, they go ahead. And then he fends off Billy, but not for long because Billy has him in his grasp. And he takes Max's knife away and ends up cutting the stitches on his mouth open. And Winifred is like, kill him if you must, but bring me Danny. And calls him a putrid festering sore. Just no manners. Yeah. So yeah. Billy realizes that he can talk now and he's like, You're a wench. And when he's like, Oh, I killed you once, I will kill you again. Yeah, I think he even calls her like a trollop. He like just goes on and yeah, for real. hops off at her. He's like, yeah. Enough is enough. So Billy is on their side now. Him and Max go and meet up with the girls, and Max explains that Billy is a good zombie. They then bring Danny to, like, this empty grave, and they pour salt all around it so that they can keep her safe in there. Then the witches catch up with them. They fly over on their brooms. Max has a baseball bat for protection. I don't even know when he got that. Yeah. He, like, tries to swing it at Winifred. She immediately, like, takes it out of his hand. She's like, enough. All right, this is child's play. Allison then goes after Sarah. She, like, throws some salt at her. Winifred zaps this tree that makes a branch fall down. It almost crushes Danny, and Billy's head gets knocked, like, clean off once again. And then Allison realizes that she's out of salt Ooh. and shit out of luck. Yep. So a fight scene ensues. Danny, for whatever godforsaken reason, decides to climb out of the safe grave that they have put salt around, yeah. the last of the salt. To get Billy's head and Winifred snatches her up and she tries to force feed the potion to Danny. Banks jumps on Winifred, knocks the potion out of her hand and Max catches it. Mm. And Max is like doing some pretty bold moves. Yeah. Because he drinks it. <laughs> it downs that shit. Yeah. So she has to take him instead of Danny. And she calls him a fool and snatches him up. And she starts sucking out his life force as they struggle 
Winifred is about to fall off her broom, and if she does, she would be on hollowed ground. Mm-hmm. The gravitas. Yeah. Mary tries to, like, fly over to save her, but the kids grab a hold of, like, the vacuum cord and are, like, holding it, pulling her back. Sarah is, like, pulling on Mary, trying to free her. The sun is quickly rising, and then the kids let go of the vacuum cord, so Mary and Sarah just go, like, flying in the other direction. Meanwhile, Winifred and Max are still struggling, and Winifred falls off her broom onto the graveyard ground. Mm -hmm. She crawls towards Max, but since... She is on hollowed ground. She turns to stone and becomes a statue. The sun emerges. Sarah and Mary explode. Mm -hmm. And then statue Winifred explodes as well. She said, poof. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) The aftermath. Mm -hmm. It's November 1st. But Danny goes over to Max and she says that he saved her life. And he's like, I had to. I'm your big brother. And they hug. It's a sweet moment. Danny says goodbye to Billy Butcherson and Max thanks him. Then she looks for Binks. She sees his dead lifeless body on the ground. And she's like, wake up. Wake up. And I'm like, Danny, literally you knew he had a spell on him and he wanted to die. It's not always about you. It's not always about you. Dude has been alive for how many years? Let him rest. You just met the man. Yeah. But then the real life, real boy, human ghost version of Thackeray Banks strolls on up and he's like, don't cry, Danny. The witches are dead and now my soul is finally free. He thanks her for freeing him and thanks Max for lighting the candle. Then Thackeray's sister, Emily, who's also a ghost, emerges He tells Danny that, you know, he'll always be with her, kisses her on the cheek, and then him and Emily wander toward the light. Max waves goodbye, and then thinks, says to Emily, like, oh, sorry, it took me so long. I had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light a candle. It literally will not, they will not let him live this down. (laughs) Relentless, yeah. And it's a beautiful moment. They walk out, and then the graveyard gates close. Yep. Credits roll on the screen. The adults are leaving the party. Finally, Mr. Dennison is pooped after dancing all night. And he's like, yeah, I thought L.A. was a party town. Jay and Ice are still in their cages. They don't get any. They deserve nothing, apparently, according to Kenny Ortega. (laughs) And then the spell book opens his eye. And we hear the Sanderson sisters cover of I Put a Spell on You. Gorgeous. It's a straightforward plot, but there are yeah. there are many subtle nuances. The physicality, mm-hmm. so many choices. Some sneaky adult humor. Reminds me of SpongeBob. Actually, I feel like this is way more raunchier. Yeah, I feel like, definitely a little raunchier, but <laughs> I like I don't know if it was just like things weren't rated as harshly back then, but I feel like yeah. anything with this stuff in it now would like be like this is triple x rated yeah um or at least pg-13 mm-hmm. what a classic movie i only saw it for the first time like probably two years ago three years ago mm-hmm. but i enjoyed it immensely i think it's a great like quintessential halloween film i think there's something for everyone in there yeah you want a little horror the horror is yeah. there you want a little comedy yeah. Comedy's present You want a musical number? (laughs) That's there too. You want to see a a young Sarah Jessica Parker? You want a bratty kid? 
You thought you could only get that at Halloween Town? No, you can get it at Hocus Pocus as well. I would pay good money to see Danny and Marnie, like, throw down. Yeah. I feel like the sass is just off the charts. It literally is. Even in the other Thorough Birch movies that I've seen with her, she is, like, mm. so sassy and just, like, yeah. totally rude as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I feel like what I really love about this movie is, like, similar to Halloween Town, I'm like, the plot is the plot. It's not, yeah. like, complicated or whatever. But mm-hmm. the performances and, like, the world that they create is so yeah. magnificent. And I love being a part of that. Like, being yeah. in Salem, Massachusetts, combined with mm-hmm. this, like, you know, revitalizing these, like, dead witches and going yeah. on an adventure. Like, I feel like I'm with them. Totally. There's a love story. There's, like, a family, um, like, a riff in the family structure. Yeah. It's a good time. It puts you in such a good mood. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was the perfect one to uh, to round out spooky season with. You gotta start with Halloween Town and end with Hocus Pocus. All right, shall we, for one last time, give it a pumpkin rating? Yes. I'm gonna give this movie... Actually, you go first. Um, I don't know, because I really liked it. But I think I liked Edward Scissorhand and the craft more. I did too. I want to give it an eight, I think. Yeah, because we gave Halloween Town an 8. I feel like it's like a similar mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Maybe an 8.5 just because the the performances I think are a little – well, I mean, Debbie Reynolds is great in Halloween yeah. Town, but Bette Midler in this is like – I feel like it's a rite of passage for like talented older actresses to have to play a witch or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Meryl Streep did it. Oh. Oh, what's her name? Angelica Houston. Yes. What What's her name? The the blind side. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Practical Magic. Oh, right. right? Practical Magic. Yeah, and Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. People are doing yeah. it. I would agree with an 8.5. I just love watching these movies. There's something about yeah. an autumnal movie. I like horror movies, mm-hmm. but like the pure Halloween movies. Yeah. They're just delightful. Oh, man. What are we going to do when we have to... <laughs> Go back to watching non-themed movies. I fucking hate that shit. (laughs) I don't want to do it. No, I'm kidding. I'm still going to reap the benefits of like a fall season. Yeah. We could have like another theme. We could do like a turkey theme or like we have a thanks. I think we have a Thanksgiving movie picked, but. Yeah, we do. We do have a Thanksgiving movie picked. And then we have like, you know, the whole month of December. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we could do like a Lindsay Lohan month. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. 100%. Or like, we could do like, for February, we could do only like, love story movies. Oh, yeah. Like rom-com. Yeah. February. Rom-com yeah. February. Yeah. There yeah, we go. Yeah. We could maybe do like a really bad like, Lifetime movie in there or something. 100%. Yeah. Let us know what you want to see. Yeah. Here. If you have any ideas, <laughs> any ideas for any themed months, let us know because I had a great time this October. I had a freaking blast. Yeah. This October I watched so far and I plan to do more. Like, outside of the movies that we did, I, in my Mm. free time, was also like, oh, I'm gonna watch more Halloween movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched Adam's Family for the first time. I rewatched Monster House for the first time since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. That's a great movie. I was not expecting it to, like, be as good as it actually was. I haven't seen an animated film in ages. Yeah. Highly recommend. Oh, I watched. There's this movie. It's a Disney Channel original. And I think it's called Night at the Cinema or like the movie Phantom. Oh, something at something at the 
Cineplex or something yes. like that. I know what you're talking about. Phantom of the Megaplex? Yes. Yes. Watch Phantom of the Megaplex. Okay. I've never seen it. You don't have to. But <laughs> if you want to and you have some free time while you're folding your laundry, play it. Yeah. It's a good time. It's fun. I do. I do have free time as I am uh, currently unemployed. So I have nothing but free time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This yeah. is a great time to catch up on all those movies you wanted to see. Exactly. Exactly. Damn. I even made like a Halloween playlist I would play at work. I got like three days out of it. You should play that in your home. Oh, I will. Yeah. <sighs> well, we hope that everybody had a great spooktober with us. I hope you have a lovely Halloween. Yeah. Text us. And by that, I mean DM us and tell us what you did. Tell us about the orchard yeah. you went to. Tell us about that mm-hmm. uh, candle that you lit that smells like the inside of a pumpkin. You know, tell us about your favorite candy. Yeah, you can always DM us on Instagram. It's Movies That Raised Us. You can follow us on Twitter. It's MTRU underscore pod. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Mm-hmm. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. But if you do, just keep it to yourself, actually. Yeah, don't uh, <laughs> tell us you hate us. Just you don't have to listen if you don't if you don't like it. <laughs> you don't have I'm to fragile, listen so. if you do not like the pod. Okay. <sighs> All right. We'll see you in November. See you in November, bitches. Thank you so much for listening to Movies That Raised Us. We are Mo and Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.